Hello, welcome to the Camden Fringe Pod, a podcast all about the Camden Fringe. Keep listening for a glimpse behind the curtains and to find out how you can get involved in, you guessed it, the Camden Fringe. Hello, welcome to the Camden Fringe podcast. I'm Zena. I'm Michelle. And today we have an interview, our first interview of the podcast. An interview interview with Mark Liminster, who is the general manager at the Hen and Chickens Theatre. And he's also an actor, um, box office doyen and the director. um, Director and pantomime dame. Oh, no, he isn't. No, he is. Oh, okay. No, he um, is, Michelle. Okay. Um, and he also is the programmer and the artistic director for the Rainbow Umbrella Film Festival, which happens at the Hen and Chickens. He's got He's, many um, strings to his bow. What's the word for someone who's who's a kind of man about town? Man about town? Um, <laughs> no, there's like, no. what do you call it? Like a, oh, there's a brilliant word for it. Um it's quite an old-fashioned word. When someone is a royster doister. No, it's definitely not royster doister. Um, oh God, that's going to do my head in now. Let's no. play the interview and we'll look it up. Okay. So here we are. Mark um, starts by telling us how he came by his stage name of Liminster. It's a small hamlet in Sussex where I grew up, and basically, it's just a church with a vineyard oh wow sounds nice with a pond and mm-hmm. the pond is a legend that there, there was a creature that lived underneath it and they got the church bells and they dragged it down and they couldn't find the bottom of the hole and the hole was called knacker's hole it's saxon <laughs> i think so i was looking for an equity name and i thought no one's going to have liminster and they always i go to castings and things and they always go lyominster leominster lempster so it's a bit annoying, but yeah, it's Liminster. <laughs> it's a long story. So mm. the Hen and Chicken part of the Camden Fringe since 2014. So this will be the ninth yes. year this year. No, I know, really? Oh. I couldn't believe it when I looked up the numbers. I was Gosh, like, oh, it's, no. No, it's only been like, you know, five or six years, but no, nine. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Somebody asked me the other day and I said, oh, five or six years we've been doing it. Is it really? Mm. Wow. That's amazing. That is and amazing. it's gone from strength to strength. So. And on behalf of Hen and Chickens, everyone here and James, lovely artistic director here, does a great job to say thank you to you guys for setting it all up in the beginning, doing an amazing job and letting us be part of it. Tell us tell us what the Hen and Chickens is like during August for someone who's never taken part before. It's fab. It's It's like a little miniature... Edinburgh Festival if you like we have a lovely energy about the place it's it's a wonderful feeling and what I love about it is that in the daytime you'll have people rehearsing then the next group come in and they might be doing a tech rehearsal then the next group comes in and they're performing that afternoon or that evening and what I love about it is that it just has this wonderful feel that everybody's in it together you know and the crossovers are very smooth and people are very supportive of other companies Mm -hmm. and it's just a really wonderful buzz and I have to say just after Covid this is my favourite memory of Camden Fringe one of them is that that summer we had plus audience plus crew and cast Mm -hmm. about three and a half thousand people in through the door in a month in a 54 seat venue 
Wow. And it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I just blew my mind. We had shows selling out, including one one woman, one man shows. We had award winning shows. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And I hadn't experienced anything like that before. And it was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. There was amazing. something very special about that summer of, of 2021 because everyone had been locked up for such a long time. We'd had to cancel the yep. previous yes. years. We'd opened applications really late, hadn't we? Because we weren't sure we were going to even be able yeah, to, everything was done to do it. Really late. Um, it was all done on the, on the hoof. Yeah, so it was only three weeks before we Amazing. started that um, yeah. the restrictions were lifted and people were actually allowed to go back to the theatre yeah. normally. So I think the appetite for people to perform and to go and see stuff was, was huge. Yes, yeah, it was it lovely. Was, it was quite moving, wasn't it? Every time you'd find yourself in a, a room somewhere during that time, you just kind of... Yeah. To th think about all the time you spent on your own, staring at your own neighbour, <laughs> and it was always just so nice to see people. Yeah, absolutely, because everyone was doing Zoom plays and and all this kind of stuff, and we'd lost that contact. We just lost the and the lovely thing about here because we're James and myself, we're still actors and directors, and we're coming up to, I think it's about twenty four years this year that we've been running the venue. So yes, there's a lot of continuity. Yes, it's nineteen ninety nine. So we've been doing it a long time and, and, and we've become very um, paternal with companies that come in and look after people. And there's a lot of um, younger companies come in, which is great. And even if they're doing Camden, even if they're doing like two or three performances, they get exactly the same energy, the same passion that we give to somebody that would be doing a two, three week run, you know, during the rest of the year, because being performers and directors, we understand how important it is for people to, put on their show and also it's it's a big bonus that they've chosen to come to us to perform it you know so we, we never ever take that for granted and it's I hope that shows you know when we when we have people coming to play oh god yeah absolutely it does and and if people are applying on Eventstron mm. and they want to perform at the Hen and Chickens what do you look for in an application what things are good for your venue not good for your venue we did a lot of comedy to start with because obviously we're, we're quite known for the comedy and we've had massive names um, doing comedy in the past. And but then the plays kind of we were getting a lot of submission for plays and mm -hmm. that kind of worked better for us, I think, because they were doing you know more nights and it was longer. And also with Camden Fridge, I think the venues are important for the acts. So somebody might come to us but might be better if they're doing a one-man show, for example, uh, sorry, uh, stand-up comedy, to go to a comedy venue, maybe. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that we're not doing that. Um, but, you know, the turnover, is, as you guys know, is, like, really tight, because you can have, like, two or three tech rehearsals in a day and then have four or five, maybe even six shows, you know, later on in the, in, in, in the daytime. So so for us at the moment, the plays have done very well. Last year or the year before, I think a couple of our plays won awards mm -hmm. and they did very well um, and, and they were selling out. I mean, it was just lovely. And, and what's lovely, the challenge of having a theatre company, you know, of 12 people, you know, in the dressing room. And <laughs> it's amazing. It's like clockwork. We do new writing as well. So we're you know predominantly comedy new writing but we're open to everything we've had some yeah. wonderful dramas in the past uh we've had one people shows here which have been great um stand-up comedy lectures i mean all sorts of things so it's i always say to people if they come and view the venue you get a feel for it 
mm-hmm. you know, and you know straight away if it's if, if it's for you yeah. and you get a feel for that. And what's nice as well is that people come and I might say to them, you know, have you tried such and such venue or such and such venue? Because I always say to people, go and get a feel for somewhere. And if you like the people running the venue, if you like the area, you like the feel of the theatre, then you have to go for that because that's the money you've invested and we don't want people to be unhappy. So I think that's a really good tip for anyone who is thinking about taking part this year is to go and check out the venues in person. Um, We have um, this year opened up so that venues can do little videos. Like you say, the surrounding area is important, how close it is to the tube and things like that. It is really useful to go and yeah. see the venues in person and most of the venues are very open to have giving you a little you know yeah. 15 minute tour um so yeah. you can have a look around it's it's definitely worth being prepared because you can just visualize things in a much more practical way then can't you yeah and, and you things just like get a... getting your set in as well like you know wondering how you're gonna do yes. that so remember we've occasionally had phone calls from people saying you know, we're driving around in circles. We don't know where to pull up. We've got a, so, a three-piece suite. <laughs> yeah, well, you're never going to get that up the stairs at the Exeter anyway, you know. Well, that's it, isn't it? And we, we, if people come to see us, we are very open. There's no hidden agendas with anything. You know, it's it's not a hard sell. We're not we're 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 we're, we're industry people, so we're not salespeople. It's it's kind of saying, you know if you can get away without bringing a three-piece sofa and put a couple of chairs together and stick a throw over it, that will work just as well. What I always say to people when they come, especially in smaller venues, people have come to see the performances and hear the script. They haven't, you know, they're not expecting water fountains and cascading staircases. And that's all, that's all later because we've had productions here that have Mm -hmm. gone into town or gone into you know 100 plus seat theatres where they can then expand yeah. on the set and stuff and I think the audiences know that yeah. um and that's, that's the joy of it isn't it yeah yeah absolutely I mean literally being so close this is why we were very successful one of the reasons you could see Frankie Boyle or Sarah Milligan or Jimmy Carr or Russell Brown literally there you know for five or ten pounds yeah and what's great about our space as well Seats 54, but even if it's half full, it feels really weighty, really busy. And it, and it you know, it gives people a good feel as well, um, which is lovely. So uh, Camden's always been, have been great because ticket sales have always been very good. So we're, and we're very grateful for that for the whole month of August. It's brilliant. That's not to say that you can't, act, you know, you have to put the work in, don't you? The performers oh. have to put the work in. Yes, you do. We always ask for venue flyers and posters. Mm-hmm. And it makes a difference. You know, it's part of the theatre of the of the fringe. You know, we I go a bit mad decorating the pub and you, you know, always make it look beautiful. Yeah, oh thank you. You know, because I'm you know, we're so passionate about it. And it's every day, you know, the flyers will be on the tables. We rotate the, the posters and the flyers so everybody gets a chance because there's limited window space, but we do all the walls up towards the theatre and we um we don't put posters up from other um venues, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll help out with flyers. So if people bring yeah. us flyers. We're more than happy to say, yeah, we can put those in the racks for you just by the stairs because, you know, it's it's a family, isn't it? It's it's a yeah. creative uh, system of looking after each other. And so there's lots of ways to publicise the show, you know. So so we do say to people when they come in, you know, it's it's like you've got to get, your, you know, your friends in. You've got to get I mean, normally if we've got a theatre play that's a two week run or, you know, I'll say everyone 
involved in the production could bring in five to ten people so if you've already yeah. got you know six people on stage you've got you know the lighting person the director the producer you know you're already generating a lot of ticket sales what do you think makes a good audience member we get a lot of regular people coming for the fringe i have to say and i you're going to say something no they're my favorites the people that you see like we, oh. we keep an eye on the ticket sales and you see people who've bought tickets for yes. you know lots of different shows on different days at, at different yes. venues and you're like oh yes. you're, you're who we do it for you're magical magical there is a chap and i've forgotten his name um is it simon simon bolland that's it thank <laughs> you he's a legend he turns up and he just stands by the ticket booth. He's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, Simon. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. And he'll give me a list of things that he's booked. And I just love people when they come in and they're, they're supporting smaller scale theatre. They're supporting grassroots theatre, you know, new plays, new comedy, new ideas, you know, mm. and, and they come in and I make an effort to talk to them, see where they're from. And there's always a connection. You know, I, it's only ever happened once. And I said to a lady, she picked up her tickets and I said, oh, and, and where are you from? And she went, why? And I went, oh, it's, you know, I went, well, it's just an icebreaker. You know, I've traveled around and, you know, I've got parents from different countries. I, I was just wondering, that, that's all. And she kind of went, right, right. Actually, I, I'm from Hyper and Islington. And I went, OK, anyway, there's your tickets. <laughs> um, and people want to talk, especially I make an effort if it's solo uh, theatre goers because I, I love going to the theatre on my own and you know if they don't want to talk they don't want to talk but most of them they pick up the tickets and and what I love about it is they'll tell me that they've been to another venue yeah or they'll say oh have you seen such and such at that venue and I'm like well I'm quite busy this month but thanks for the tip off you know is it good you know and they're like oh yes yes very good and anyone that I speak to have only ever had positive things from their experiences of going to the Camden Fringe and they see that it's got bigger each year and new ideas have come in and you know a new energy and and so people love it and if somebody comes to you in August and they do say three shows and it goes brilliantly would you then book them in for a future run yes uh good question yeah so we tend to try and offer out companies for September Mm -hmm. so we we say to them look this has gone so well it's it's a three-day run do you want to come back and do a week's run and I remember we had one show and it was the first time they'd done a show and they were a bit nervous about the money and so we talked them into doing a, a week's run and because of that week's run they they were nominated and they won an offie mm -hmm. and they were just like oh my goodness you know thank you thank you thank you and we said we're not doing it to try and fill the venue we're doing it because we want you to progress and we believe that people will want to come and see the show so yeah we always say to people if you want to come back um that's great because sometimes i think people are surprised that they've actually sold out i think they worry a lot and i always say to people don't forget to have fun and don't yeah. forget to enjoy the process because mm -hmm. it will go and it'll all be a blur enjoy doing it and that translates to you selling tickets that oozes out of you when you're performing and all the rest of it talking to people in the bar afterwards and you know it's about that enjoyment uh it's affordable way for people to do new writing you know rather than go up to edinburgh um and what's interesting edinburgh a lot of people are now doing shorter runs they don't want to be doing a month's run anymore because they mm -hmm. can't afford it and this is what's great about the camden fringe is that you can do one night 
yeah. you can do several nights and again another thing I always say is that if people are umming and ahhing about stuff I'm like well why don't you do two nights here and then do two nights at another venue yeah so it's that part of town and that you know maybe generate another audience that way you yeah. know um we've had companies coming in on the first week and the last week yeah because they've gone up to Edinburgh in the middle it's yeah. very flexible this is what's brilliant about Camden Fringe because in, um, in Edinburgh for a whole month people do go a bit bonkers don't they because it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a lot of money you're away from people for a month it's normally by the third week you know when people are stressing about reviews that they tend to hit a low and and get really stressed out and that's mm -hmm. the other good thing is that people will come and review shows for a couple of nights that it's on for the Camden Fringe yeah. And they can use those reviews for funding or, you know, for the next project and, you know, or, or to expand on that project that they're doing so that they can go to people and say, look, it's a four star review and um, there's this and, you know, positive stuff being said. So mm -hmm. it's all very positive. You know, it's, it's a really good thing. Have you had any memorable audience members coming to see shows? The biggest name is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So she turned up, Nina Conti, lovely Nina Conti, the ventriloquist, was doing a show. Bless her, she said, can my dad's coming? So Tom Conti, the you know, lovely yeah. English actor. So I said, oh, yes, lovely Nina, of course. And she said, he's bringing a couple of friends. So I said, yep, yeah, fine. I'll just write them down. And she wandered over to the box office and she was like, hi. And I was, you know, mincing down and doing stuff. And I, went, I looked up and I went, oh, hello. And she went, neat club. I went, no, babe, it's a theatre and then she said um great and I went do you do comedy and she went no and I kid you not I said but you're Jamie Lee Curtis you could shit in a bucket and people would laugh dear so she said oh I'll tell you <laughs> and they love that and this is fringe theatre you know there's that you get you know it's it's you treat people as you know most of them just want to have a laugh anyway and you know have fun but also we've had uh my favorite dawn french yeah which is amazing she was lovely and 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 fortunately enough i had a chocolate orange somebody given to me the day before as a thank you for doing the show and i remember somebody from the bbc coming and they said oh dawn's coming in you know just and i said oh can i just ask it that just that she says hello i'm a huge fan and she went yeah, yeah of course so again i was at the box office and then i heard this hi you mark and i went oh, yes i am dawn hello um, and she was great. And uh, so I gave her some chocolate orange and she was brilliant. Just we had Boris Johnson once at the etc. didn't we? Do you remember? We were all, we were all in the office. No. Oh, should we go and push him down the stairs? <laughs> no. Very quick question. What's the yes. wrongest any audience members turned up? So somebody turned up and said, right, I've got tickets under. And I looked, double checked on the computer, everything. I said, I'm really sorry. You don't, you know, no, I've got two tickets, got two tickets. And I couldn't think. And then. I had a brain flash and I literally just went, there is a hen and chickens in Bristol. And he went, <laughs> I would have booked it for Bristol. I said, well, do you have a confirmation? He said, well, my wife's just part of the car. She, she... Anyway, wife came in and he went, right, Gloria, Gloria, confirmation for two tickets, hen and chickens. In... Right, come on, Gloria, we're going. And he left. Brilliant. So it was for Bristol, bless him. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, we've looked up what the word that, Zena was thinking of to describe him and we've discovered it was Renaissance man we've come up with some other similar words that we could also use to describe Mark fop, bow, man about town, bright young thing glamour boy, rake, boulevardier swell, toff and dude 
we have some news. What's what's have. the news? We've got four shows on sale. Four. What? It's only the start of February. It is. Um, we've got, what, six months to go? And yet, there we are with shows on sale. So joining the Deaf Merman, which we discussed last week, we have Dick Denham, Big Dick Energy, A Caravan Named Desire, and Burgermeister. They're on sale. Those you can see them on our website. Very Camden Fringe sounding shows. They are. I also have a correction from last week. Um, you know, I said. Did you insult someone? Is I this think... an apology? What did you say about someone? It's a clarification. Um, mm-hmm. I said that Everything Theatre had recently published their 500th review. I was way, way out. They'd actually. 5,000? It was their 5,000th published post. So that includes interviews as well. But they've done well over 4,000 reviews. 4,000. Wow. We were impressed with 500. That's a lot of shows to say. It really is. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast in all the podcast places. We're on social media, Twitter and Facebook and TikTok at Camden Fringe and Instagram at the Camden Fringe for annoying reasons. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu.